You're listening to Real Estate with Kevin Turner on News Talk 4BC. Well, it appears that uh, the onset of COVID may have actually created a two-speed rental market. That's interesting. Uh, with inner-city rents declining faster than those in the outer suburbs. Now, this comes out of some research from CoreLogic. Uh, so the further into the city, the CBD, uh, the more impact there'll be uh, on rentals. Uh, Eliza Owen from CoreLogic joins me to talk about this. Uh, good morning, Eliza. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about the research. And then, uh, then I'd just like to jump around the cap cities because I know you've looked at Brisbane, but also Sydney and Melbourne. But uh, firstly, just give me an overview on what you found. Yeah, so it's no surprise that rental markets have suffered a bit during COVID-19 with the international border closures and jobs lost in sectors where uh, people would typically be renting, like uh, food and accommodation services. But what we found is that uh, by analysing markets at a more granular level and their distance to CBD, we see that most of the pain across rental markets is taking place in the inner city where there's uh, a lot of rental properties, where there's particularly high exposure to housing demand from international migration and where there's a lot of people working in sectors like food, accommodation and the arts. Um, So we basically found that uh, for an area that is less than 10 kilometres from the CBD, average declines in house rents have been 2.3% and 3.6% for units. Whereas for those rental markets beyond 10 kilometres or or more, um, house rents actually increased by 0.1% since the pandemic, while unit values declined a relatively mild 0.4%. Yeah, because if you look at uh, some of the unit markets, and I'm looking at the Brisbane unit market now specifically, um, you're looking at areas like Caboolture, and I, I guess there's not a lot of units in Caboolture, but uh, you know we're looking at growth out there of almost 6%. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's quite common for the more outer city, um, even bordering on those kind of regional markets, Um, to have seen an increase in rental values. Mm. This is also reflected in stock levels, as you say. These are small rental markets where not a lot has been coming onto the market. Uh, Would I be correct in saying that um, the improvement, and well, yeah, let's look at the improvement, those that actually went up, uh, is more in the unit side than the house side. House uh, improvements in rental values seem to have been quite moderate. Yes, that's right. So there are a couple of markets where unit value increases have been uh, particularly high. So um, Bow Desert, uh, Caboolture, Hinterland, as you say. Um, but for a lot of rental markets where we've seen increases both across houses and units in, in Brisbane, that rental increase has probably been between um, uh, 0 and 2% uh, mm. since the onset of the pandemic. Let's compare Brisbane now to Sydney and Melbourne. Just walk me through that because it looked to me as if the declines in houses in Melbourne has been really quite dramatic, anything out to 6%. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it reflects these inner city areas, um, Port Phillip, Yarra, where we've seen declines. We have actually seen more of a deterioration in some of the unit markets. Unit markets, yeah. So, the Melbourne uh, inner city region, for example, uh, we estimate that since the pandemic, those unit rents have declined by about 13%. Um, And if we go even more granular, we can see that um, some of the sub-markets within that uh, are seeing declines of up to 20% 
as well. So definitely a big negative economic shock that's been brought about by COVID for those rental markets. A similar case in Sydney too, although not quite as dramatic as in Melbourne, but even in Sydney, uh, in a city, we're looking at um, declines of around 10%. Yeah, so um, it's, it's interesting with Sydney. We saw that um, Sydney units actually show the strongest correlation between distance to CBD and falls in rental values since COVID. Um, so for the DAPS nerds out there, it's a, a correlation coefficient of 0.8, uh, which is very high. Um, and what we see is, again, it's inner city Sydney, the eastern suburbs, um, Mossman, uh, the parts of the inner west that have really seen a decline in unit um, and, and house rent values as well. When we look at some of the areas that have seen an increase, um, it's partly markets that are cheaper, lower density, and might present some more kind of tree change um, lifestyle opportunities as well. So the Blue Mountains, for example, has seen some of the highest rental increases uh, across houses and units um, of 2% or more. So it's all about lifestyle. Is it the distance from the CBD, happy with that, and therefore um, they're much more popular? So we've heard anecdotes of that. It's it's very hard to prove from a um, data perspective the actual motivation. I mean, I would argue that part of it might be rental affordability, even though some of these inner-city areas are closer to the CBD and have seen greater declines, they are still more expensive than a lot of these outer suburban areas. So part of the story might be that as job and income loss has been experienced in the city, people might be looking for cheaper rental markets. And another big factor I would say is probably the job keeper and job seeker stimulus packages. Uh, which may have made rentals uh, more affordable and, and in more high demand for a lot of households as well. What about density? Has that played a part in this? Because the further out you go, the less less density you have, of course, in closer to the city, density is very, very high. Is that a factor? I would say in the wake of a global pandemic where um, obviously hotspots can be um, centred around quite dense urban clusters, uh, it would make sense that that um, more open space and, and perhaps even just room to, um, you know, go out and, and, and feel a bit more freedom. I mean, that makes sense um, and, and is quite intuitive. But again, it's, it's difficult to derive those motivations. You'd need to look at kind of survey data or more qualitative data to get an understanding as to whether that's the driver. You looked at, or CoreLogic looked at 125 SA3 rental markets. Uh, I'd just like you to give me an overview on what you've found from those pluses and minuses, but also could you just explain what an SA3 is for me, please? <laughs> it's a good question. So the analysis is of SA3 regions, and an SA3 is a boundary defined by the Australian Bureau of Statistics it's pretty well aligned to a local government area. That's probably the best approximate way of thinking about it. Um, we use ABS boundaries because if we define our housing markets that way, it allows us to compare to economic employment and, and demographic data that comes out of the ABS. Of the 125 rental markets that we analysed at the SA3 level, there were 63 regions where we've actually seen house rents increase since the start of the pandemic and 35 regions where unit rents have increased uh, in that period. Okay, and what do you draw from that? Looking at where those rental increases are occurring, um, it suggests that the areas enjoying those rental increases 
aware um, the employment levels have been less affected, um, particularly in those more vulnerable sectors like accommodation and food services. It also suggests to me that the rental decline is very localised. Um, it's safe to say that rents are coming down at, at the macro level, but it seems to be that the real pain points are the inner city markets, the markets with high levels of investor concentration. Mm. And so the policy response in terms of um, you know, mortgage repayment, sustainability and, and, and things like that, mm. it's got to be quite targeted to those markets. Yeah, of course, we're six months into this now and it's interesting to look at this. I'm just wondering what's going to happen in six months' time when a lot of the stimulus comes off because I, I would imagine that a number of low-income households who are benefiting from that stimulus are going to be impacted in the months to come. Yeah, so the end of this month will be interesting. We start to see JobKeeper and JobSeeker tapering off. That could affect these outer um, suburban rental markets as well and could lead to a more broad-based decline in the rental market. Mm. Broad-based all over, like right across, do you think, including uh, are there further declines for the inner city areas, do you believe? So the um, conditions in the inner city rental market uh, will be interesting to watch. Obviously, it's something that's going to recover when we see international migration open up again. Uh, We are actually starting to see total rent listings ease a little in those areas. I think it's possibly as when uh, investors are withdrawing from those markets and just given up on on listing their property. Um, So I think it could be the case that the decline in inner city rentals might start to stabilise, whereas we see uh, some declines happening on in outer suburban areas once uh, more households are affected by the tapering of fiscal stimulus. As always, with property, time will tell. Eliza, thank you very much for time. <laughs> Eliza Arn from Coologic, I really appreciate you giving us your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.